welcome to On the Record with Furniture Today, a podcast that goes behind the headlines to look at the news and the newsmakers, the people and the personalities that give the furniture industry its unique flavor. I'm your host, Bill McLaughlin, Editor-in-Chief of Furniture Today. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Furniture Today's On the Record podcast, brought to you by Klausner Home Furnishings. If you need to know what's happening in the furniture industry, why it's happening, and what comes next, tune in to On The Record for expert analysis and open, honest conversation. Now, here's your host, Bill McLaughlin. Welcome to this week's edition of On The Record. I'm Bill McLaughlin, Editor-in-Chief of Furniture Today. If our podcast sounds a little different this week, it's because we are not in our normal uh, studio. I am recording from my home office as, uh, like much of the world, we are working from home. We are continuing to work, but uh, from new digs. My guest this week is Tom Conley, CEO of the High Point Market Authority, who over the last couple of weeks has had to deal with some challenging situations and make some very difficult decisions. Tom, thank you for taking the time today. Bill, great to talk to you. As people listen to this, we are recording right after, I guess a couple days after this, the decision was made to postpone the high point market. I'm sure that was a very difficult decision. Can you take people through some of the things that you and the market authority were having to deal with in the run up to that? Because I, I know you had previously put out an announcement that market was going forward and then even pre-market, the day before you announced pre-market, the pre-market committee said that this was going to be a very big pre-market. They were taking extra rooms at the Grandover. They anticipated um, bigger attendance. And 24 hours later, that canceled. And then the announcement came that High Point Market was postponed. So can you take us through a little bit of what went on um, behind the scenes as that decision was being made? Sure, sure. Um, I always love re- reliving nightmares, Bill. So um... <laughs> Sorry to make you do that, Tom. <laughs> Happy to do that. Uh, I think, though, it's probably beneficial just to remind your listeners about uh, who and what the Market Authority is. We are a nonprofit organization. We were founded in 2001. We own no real estate in High Point. Our sole mission is to recruit and retain buyers for every market. And we do that in a large number of ways, not limited to, but certainly including things like running the the transportation, doing all of the registration, both pre-registration and on-site registration, setting setting market dates, doing all of the all of the outreach uh, to the the uh, buying community. We are joined uh, with some great partners. And uh, we work with all of the building owners and managers. I, maybe your listeners would be surprised to hear that on the tax rolls, there's over 100 different building owners in High Point that, that help to make up the High Point market. Uh, and we are funded by uh, grants from the state and the city and the county. And then we are also funded by the industry. Exhibitors pay a 15 cents a square foot uh, tax to the building owner who then sends it to the, the city who gives it to us. Um, so we tell the world that we are a public-private partnership. We're supported by the industry. We're supported by the, the, the state, the city, and the county. Um, and, you know, our budget is roughly $7 million a year, which is not a lot of money to run two markets given all that we try to do. 
So with that as background, anytime we try to make any decisions, uh, I think your listeners will understand we have a very large group of stakeholders that we have to consult with. Uh, everybody knows IMC. They own and uh, operate the Las Vegas and Atlanta markets. They're a 60-plus percent landowner here in High Point. Um, Scott Ekman with IMC sits on our executive committee. They are one of our key partners and one of our key, key stakeholders, but they'll be the first to tell you they are one of many here in High Point. So um, anytime we get into a decision-making process, we, we really do have all of these stakeholders. That's the industry side. Then the other side of the business is that is that High Point is a town of 107,000 people located in what is called the, the triad uh, area of, of North Carolina and uh, an MSA of maybe a couple million million people. And through some economic impact studies that we have done, we're the largest economic impact uh, or provide the largest economic impact in the state of North, Car North Carolina with our two markets. So there's a lot at risk here, not only to the industry, but to, to the community. Couple that with all of the stakeholders, um, decisions tend to get made uh, in, in a very much state of, of, of seriousness with a, a mind toward looking at all of these stakeholders and seeing how they will be impacted. Uh, you mentioned the pre-market committee. We staff the, the pre-market activities, but we do not set policy and we do not speak for the pre-market committee. They are a group of anywhere from 17 to 22, depending on on how they work, um, mostly case goods manufacturers who 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 have this quote unquote pre-market five to six weeks prior to market. It's an opportunity to bring in some of their key accounts, get some initial feedback from them, and then of course that also frees up those key accounts to work market in a more efficient way when when market comes around. So we had this confluence, Bill, and and you you lived it just like I did where we we were seeing pre-market pre-registration be be very high uh, primarily because some of those retailers who traditionally go to China to buy direct weren't able to go and so we were getting retailers uh who uh, uh hadn't been to pre-market in 10 years who were saying that they'll be coming to pre-market and as you said in your intro within 24 hours we went from an, an all-time pre-registered high to uh, probably about five retailers who said they were still still coming. And by the time pre-market officially opened, nobody was coming. All of that was mitigated primarily by the governor's um, act to, or the governor's action, I should say, uh, to discourage uh, meetings over a hundred people. And also just, I think this general fear, I'm not saying that it's not well-founded, but the, the general fear that is sweeping the entire nation, in fact, the entire world, um, of 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 uh, catching the coronavirus, and so people were afraid to travel. Um, travel bans in companies were being instituted, and so it it really became a uh, a very difficult situation for the pre-market pe people. As that was going on, uh, we called an emergency meeting of our executive committee. And we're sort of watching the, the pre-market issue unfold before our very eyes. We had issued about a week before uh, the executive committee meeting that market was on. <clears throat> and then I believe the day before our executive committee, uh, IMC had said that market was on, uh, with which, which they have every right to do. It was, you know, from a timing standpoint, unfortunate 
that they went out with such a, a strong market is on because within 24 hours after they went with that announcement, then of course we had a we, we had a postponed market, and IMC was involved and supported that post postponement. But I think it just demonstrates how quickly that all came to to pass. We were in contact with the health department, with the governor's office, with the Guilford County delegation, with the city of High Point. And then of course we we're in uh, in contact with major buyers and sellers in the in the industry. I will tell you, Bill, it is it was not universal that we post postpone. Uh, many people just said just cancel. But because of, of, of how important this market is to the smaller and medium-sized retailers and exhibitors and to the community, we felt that, that if there was any chance that it could go on, that June, middle of, 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 of June, June 12th, 13th, and 14th was the latest that we could have it, and that um, we ought to try. Mm -hmm. So I, I got to tell you, um, you, you know, if you were to ask me today to place a bet, and of course all the casinos in Vegas are closed, but if, if, if you were asked me to place a bet on whether I think the market is going to take place, you know, it's less than 50% chance that market will take place just because of the way the coronavirus continues to spread and the situation with travel bans and all of that. But I think we would not be doing our duty to our industry and to our community if we didn't at least try. So that's where we stand right now. Long answer to a very short question, Bill, but I, I, I really want to sort of give you and your listeners a sense of, of sort of where we are as we talk now. Well, I think it's important for people to understand that, A, these decisions are not easy. They're not made in a vacuum, that the factors that impact them change, particularly in this case. Uh, the factors change almost hourly. And so, it's yeah, yeah, I've, I've been at this game a long time. I was in New York uh, during 9-11. Um, it was my second day on, on the job with the Toy Industry Association. We subsequently lived lived uh, lived through the SARS epidemic with the with the toy industry. Um, so I, I have kind of had my my share of of uh, tragedies. We went through Ebola here in High Point. Uh, we had, um, uh, you know, flu epidemics, and 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 we've had issues over the course of, of my career. Um, I tell people that I've earned every one of my gray gray hairs going through all this stuff. But um, never have I seen the situation change so radically, so quickly, as it has in the last couple of weeks. We are beginning to to to, to settle into a new normal. But it, it does make me wonder what what then what then the new normal is going to be once we come out of it. Uh, and when will we come out of it? You know, and I don't think anybody has any answers at this point. You mentioned the economic impact. Um, I, I, I believe you published or the, there was a number that came out that the economic impact of the high point market uh, in this area is in excess of 60 billion with a B billion dollars uh, a year, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's it, it's it's very high. Um, you know, part of that does involve sales that 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 result from companies that are located within 75 miles of market. So we we tried to to figure sales that, that would not take place but for the uh, the the market. But just the 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 travel and and tourism side of the business is enormous, and for the state and for the local governments. 
um, the the message that we give to them because we we are able to, to pretty accurately track through uh, some pretty sophisticated modeling the amount of tax dollars that are generated for the state and for the for the for the county and so those tax dollars are huge and so when we get a little over three million dollars from the state of North Carolina it is probably um, less than 10 percent. Uh, of the money that we generate in tax dollars. So when we have the conversation with the legislators, they don't view us as a charity, they view us as an investment. Same with High Point in Guilford, Guilford County, in High Point in Guilford, Guilford County, just in sales tax and, and uh, taxes related to tourism, it's $25 million, million. And then of course, all these buildings here pay a huge amount in terms of property tax to Guilford County, which of course, High Point gets a percentages. So, so you know, nobody's suffering from a governmental standpoint uh, because we, 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 we have the high point market. There are some politicians that feel that the city and the county uh, needs to be uh, a little more uh, diverse in terms of the industry, and we certainly support that. But we try to remind them: don't give up on the on on what 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 brought you here. The huge economic impact that is the high point market. Well, the idea is to build on that, not to, to cut it away and replace exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Furniture Today's On the Record, brought to you by Klausner Home Furnishings, a global leader in the manufacture distribution, and marketing of a complete range of furniture and bedding solutions. Only Klausner brings you so much, delivers it so fast, and all on one truck. And now, for more insights from the experts, let's return to Bill and his guest. You mentioned having put out a statement about the market going forward and IMC coming out with a statement. Sometimes it looks like, well, why would you do that? But to a certain extent, I, I'm guessing that you were probably getting a lot of calls from people to, to provide clarity. I know myself, prior to you, uh, the Market Authority issuing that statement and IMC issuing, I, I know we get a lot of calls and inquiries from people in the industry. Is it? Isn't it? Is it? Isn't it? Um, so th there's a, a balance there, isn't it, of, of trying to provide some clarity and to give people an idea of where things stand and then not wanting to provide misinformation. I, I would guess that that's a, a difficult balancing act. It is a difficult balance. And, um, you know, we got a lot of nasty letters from the community uh, saying, you know, everybody else is canceling. Why aren't you? Of course, those people weren't in, uh, actively involved in market and they didn't realize that their neighbors and friends might lose their house or lose their jobs or 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 uh, suffer some irreparable harm uh, financially if the market was uh, canceled. But, you know, those people are free to speak their mind. And we certainly heard a, a lot of uh, mindless speech, if you will. Um, but uh, for, from from our standpoint, we wanted to delay the decision making as long as we possibly could. I think people have said to us, you know, you were really forced to make this decision. And yes, we were with the governor's action, but the decision was also made for us by the travel bans and the refusal of buyers to come to the market. So we, uh, you know, if, if, if somebody says you waited too, too long, I'll take the criticism. Um, but I think we, we did everything that we could to uh, evaluate 
the situation to try to hold off as as long as as we could before we had to make the decision. And then the the decision was kind of made for us in that the governor made his statement, the CDC had come out with their guidelines, and more and more companies were issuing travel bans. So, um, you know, that's it, it was it was it, it was tough. We can always be be criticized for our timing. But we just don't want to yo-yo people around with, yeah, it's on today, it's off tomorrow, that kind of a situation, which is what motivated us to say, okay, here's our, our, our new dates, but we've also set what we hope is a realistic target for a go-no-go no go decision so that if it is a, 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 a go, we'll, we're, we're prepared to open registration on May 15th and, and plan accordingly. If it's a no-go then if, if people chose to, to uh, re-up their reservations for hotels or for private home housing or for their airlines, they have plenty of time to cancel and get a full refund. So we're, we're trying to be as considerate and as proactive as we possibly can, while at the same time being hopeful. Um, I don't know if that's schizophrenic or not, but um, you know it, it's the best we can do at this stage of the game. So. Well, it, it, I mean, it seems like not just the market authority, but people all across our society at this time are faced with this difficult choice of needing to protect people's health and balancing that or weighing that against economic impact. Um, because to close things obviously inflicts economic harm on people. People will lose jobs. It has a negative impact on the economy. Um, on the other hand, do you want to put people at risk? So it's a it's a really almost no-win choice for not just the market authority, but people all across our society right now, it seems. Well said, Bill. I think that's absolutely correct. And and, and I think as we get deeper in, into into this pan, pandemic, I, I, I think the average citizen is beginning to appreciate that. Um, you know, we 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 that, that that have leadership responsibilities, people like you and me are human beings that first and foremost care about our fellow man. And, and we do put uh, the health and, and wellness of people first and foremost. But we've also got business responsibilities, and and you know you can you can never fully balance those. But um, uh, I think, and 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 I'm I'm not suggesting that it paralyzes our decision making. It doesn't, but it certainly delays it in some cases, so we can get the best results. Well, it leaves you with a choice. It leaves you with two bad choices, right? It, yes. It's not like one choice solves everything and makes the world a perfect place, and one choice is very obvious and. Uh, it really, like I said, it's it's two bad choices. As we look ahead to June now, what's going on on a day-by-day a -day basis? What things are you looking at? What's the communication that's going on as you try to figure out go, no go as we approach May? Sure. <clears throat> One of the things that we have done if June goes forward is to is to to recognize that that the primary purpose of any market is face-to-face interaction between buyers and sellers, and especially in our industry, an opportunity to, to see firsthand, feel, touch, sit, if, it, if it's appropriate, um, the new product. So everything that is sort of ancillary to market, but frank, frankly helps make market fun and informational and all that, the educational events, the social events, um, are, uh, we're, we're, we were planning on introducing a brand new point, which is a, a, a meeting place that, that used to be a tent. Now it's going to be a, a physical structure. Um, all of, of, of that is going to be postponed until October uh, so that we will just focus on having um, the exhibitor and the buyer have the opportunity to get together and hopefully conduct business. 
Um, the other the other thing that that we have to be uh, mindful of is that we will probably have less people come. And we have some exhibitors who said, you know, June's just too late for me. It doesn't work. So what we're what we have to do is uh, work very diligently by working through the, the uh, building owners to find out those exhibitors that are going to be open. We've already begun programming our website so that it's behind the scenes, but so that we can indicate on our website um, those exhibitors that are going to be open. So the decision that a buyer will have to make, assuming that we have market, is is there a significant number of my vendors or a significant number of vendors that I'm considering going to be open, and does that justify a trip to High Point? Um, right now, that's the great unknown for us, but uh, we really can't begin that outreach until we we know for sure that we're going to have a market, but we can prepare all the infrastructure, the emails, the letters, the outreach, all that sort of uh uh, communication ma ma material that, that that we have to have. So right now we're watching, we're observing, and we're preparing as best as as we possibly can as we approach our go no go decision time. So do I understand you not at the current time registration is not open? So that's not something that you can weigh in the decision making process. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. We we actually our when we made the decision to uh, postpone. Our registration numbers weren't bad. We were halfway between last spring and the prior spring. We always do year-over-year -year comparisons and see how we're doing on a pre-registration basis. So we 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 weren't the best market uh, that we've had uh, because obviously there were there were people who could read the tea leaves and just were choosing not to register. But our pre-registration numbers were pretty good. And we, um, unlike some trade shows, we mail out the badges. So anybody that has a badge, if we, if we do have June, just can use that badge because it, it says spring, spring market on it. And and even though it's going to be summer, um, you know their their badge will work. But yeah, it just didn't make any sense to us to reopen registration until we knew for a fact that we're going to have the market. But uh, the other thing that should be noted is, is that we were planning on instituting a on-site processing fee uh, for, for, for those that failed to pre-register. Um, our motivation for the buyers was that we really wanted to get buyers to pre-register because that gave us an opportunity for new buyers. Uh, and those are the ones that usually register on-site. Uh, to be educated about what they can expect from market because it's such a different kind of a market than just a, a, a typical trade show. And for those folks that are in the industry, uh, we're charging a registration fee. Many, many, many trade shows do that. Um, and then we would charge a, a penalty because they failed to uh, register beforehand. That on-site pre-registration or that on-site registration processing fee is going to be waived if we have the market. Uh, because it, it's such unusual situation. So we don't want to add any more financial hardship than there already has been. So what are the factors that you'll base the decision on, the go, no-go decision in May? What are the things that are being weighed? You know, to be, to, to be brutally honest, we may not have a decision that that decision may be made for us by federal or state officials. They may not have lifted all the bans that are in place today by then. Um, but if those bans have been listed and we appear to be moving to some, si some kind of, uh, of normalcy, um, 
I guess we just have to have to, and, and I was going to say take the temperature, but that's probably not a, a good term these days. But we are going to have to make some phone calls and and see that uh, people are still willing to participate in a, a June market, assuming that things are returning to normal. What, what I fear, quite frankly, is is that because, uh, as Dr. Fauci keeps saying, and, and he's my favorite guy on TV because he's so brutally honest. Um, is that, uh, that 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 you know we're a week to ten days behind all of our all of our data points. The other thing is that they're just getting more and more test kits out there, and so the numbers I suspect are going to jump dramatically in the next two to two to three weeks. So I don't know how we can be, you know, starting to come out of this come May May fifteenth. Um, but you know, if there's some miracle out out there and people are starting to feel safe, then I think we can go forward. But if if uh, if we're not really out of it and people are still don't don't feel safe to travel, then we probably have to postpone or cancel rather. Mm-hmm. I'd like to, on a more positive note, you mentioned that some things have been postponed till October, such as the new point. At some point, I think it's important for people to realize we are going to come out of this. Um, there will be a light at the end of the tunnel and business will resume and we'll have to pick things up. So I would like to just project forward in time to October and talk about some of those new things that we, we, we were planning on doing. Tell me about the, the new point. Yeah, the point was something that, that uh, one of my colleagues actually came up with and then we as a team worked to refine it. It's been a real uh, wonderful thing. As I mentioned at sort of the top of this conversation, we have no real estate. And, and that's a frustration for us because, for example, we have to do our International Buyer Center and our and our media center in the High Point Theater, which we have to rent uh, every six months. Um, but we had no no place to do overflow education. We do some edu- education in the, the High Point Theater, but we had no place to do like meetups. We had no, no place to, to do smaller group education. We had no place to invite new buyers to the market to be, to become educated. Uh, we had no place for uh, organizations that wanted to have a cocktail reception of, of say 60 to 100 people at the close of the of the day to to uh, have a, a neutral place to to meet. So we, as I say, had a tent that we closed part of Commerce Avenue between Maine and Wren and put a, a, a tent up there. Uh, but but we we you know it's a very expensive process. Um, so now we have worked with a company called Boxman, which is out of Charlotte, North Carolina, and they got their start by taking old shipping containers and con- and converting them. And they've worked with many Fortune 100 companies in so so doing. But they have custom fabricated a point for us. It's uh, it, it it will eventually have the capability of having two levels. Right now, it's just going to have one. But it's this wonderful structure um, that will a- allow us to do some hospitality and education, and we've built in speakers, and, and it's just going to be a very welcoming structure um, that will serve a whole wide range of uh, of issues. That technically is what we call a pop up because it's on the street; it comes and it and and it goes. So the point will be one of what we hope will be ten to, to twelve other pop ups around High Point on the street. Um, that will feature uh, exhibits and 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 showcase interesting uh, products and services that don't qualify to be in in a showroom or in a in a booth. We're not com, com, competing with our uh, our our 
great showroom partners, but there are companies, Google Home is one of them, which we're talking to Apple, we're talking to, to people that, that maybe can bring some technology and some unique points of view uh, to the market attendee, whether they are a buyer or a seller, um, that would be a refreshing bit of information. I mean, it, it, we, we, we don't want to take away from the importance of, of seeing new product and the buyer-seller relationship. But anytime you can do value-add and create a unique and wonderful experience during, during a trade show, uh, you're, you're just going to get more people to not only show up, but to come back on, uh, on a regular basis, because it really is all about the experience. So we're looking to do anything to enhance the experience, because frankly, there's a lot of shows in this industry, a lot of shows uh, in the world, and we're all competing for a declining share of market as, um, as, our, as our marketplace shrinks. Mm -hmm. Well, first, let me say it seems very metaphorically appropriate to use a shipping container. Uh, <laughs> it does it does now is that also going to be located where the previous tent was between Maine and Ren? yes yes uh, now you mentioned having other pop-ups does that mean that you've acquired numerous shipping containers or will the others be of a different type um well uh you may recall last uh, um last october the division of uh of ge uh that 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 does high-end kitchen they built a tent uh, they're planning on coming back and doing a, a tent uh, also. But then this company, Boxman, has um, smaller shipping containers that they can rent. And we uh, actually had two companies that were planning on on renting them and using them for pop-ups. So, um, you know, basically, the, the city's kind enough to give us the real estate. We're not going to dictate necessarily uh, what it has to has to be. But if you use something like a boxman, uh, it keeps the cost down and it uh, adds a certain uh, certain appeal. Um, you know, we didn't get this, uh, we didn't create this idea ourselves. Uh, we've had a chance to go to other markets around the world, and and we're seeing more and more of, of these uh, boxman type units springing up, especially in Milan. And uh, it's very well received and adds to the ambiance of the marketplace. So we hope that it that it that it catches on. But as I say, it doesn't have to be a boxman or a, a tent. Somebody had an airstream last time that they that they brought in and parked on on the street. The more creative, the better, quite frankly. And the steel you're talking about the steel yard. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That was very creative. All right. Well, it's nice to know that there are some exciting things to look forward to in the future once we get out from under the cloud. Um, now, I, just one last thing to kind of give people a sense of where we go from here. I understand that you could make an announcement by May 15th, or is that going to be on May 15th? Uh, we hope that we could get an announcement either the 14th or the 15th, depending. Quite frankly, if it looks like there's no chance that we can go with this thing if if we'll make we you know we can make the decision earlier too but but we just wanted to give ourselves once again as much time as possible to get to the decision because things change so dramatically so the 15th is an absolute drop dead date yes and that's a decision again to reiterate you'll be making in conjunction with the building owners the committee all of the various constituents all of our various stakeholders that's correct that's correct all right well we'll cross our fingers for a, a positive outcome and thank you. Uh, certainly we'll we'll circle back with you um thank you for taking the time today tom i really appreciate it bill i enjoyed it thank you very much my guest this week was tom Connolly, ceo of the high point market authority this is on the record 
We look forward to speaking to you next week.